3: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Deadass Podcast. I'm your host, Bryzy, and today we're going to do a, another morning show. But first of all, I've got a couple announcements to make. Uh, first one, the Rocky Charity Boxing, which is coming up on the 25th of November, 2023, which we are proudly a sponsor of the uh, event, um, and in that event is... Um, obviously doing it for the Movember um, charity. Uh, the tickets will go available very shortly. There will be a link on our socials to where you can uh, scan for tickets, um, which we'll get up there as soon as we know. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. 25th of November, 2023 at the Gracemere sale yards uh, supported by the Warriors way green Barber barbershop and ourselves. So it's going to be an amazing event Uh, keep an eye out we are going to do something ourselves as well so keep an eye out for that part as well um, where we will do some sort of donation towards the event itself as well so keep an eye out for that also too i also want to make mention of the 27th of april at the gold coast convention center alpha events and jamie Meyer productions presents the first ever podcast royale First in the world, they believe, so... That's, <laughs> That's <amazing>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, which we are a part of and we're very excited to be a part of. The, uh, the night is going to be an amazing night with a bunch of bloody legends, which I'm sure all of yous know of, which we include. Um, the Alpha Blokes, Two Flogs, Proper True Yarn, Bloody Brilliant Beers, We Mean Well, the Reggie's, us... Levels Podcast, Almost a Man Podcast, The Daily Blue, Amartya and Michael, and Cast Patrol. So there's a couple of the blokes, uh, a couple of the uh, crew who are on the um, event or taking part in the event. Um, there is some highlights of the night as well uh, where we're going to have a what they call an ant weight fight where it's a bunch of little people having a, having a punch on. And uh, from some of the, some of the uh, videos that I've seen of them, I would not want to step in with those mad bastards. So um, those, those, there's going to be a lingerie fight. Uh, there's going to be a seven-man lightweight blindfolded match where that will be, I believe, it's crowd involvement. So keep an eye out for that sort of stuff. And also um, a seven-man heavyweight blindfolded match as well. And then there's going to be a couple of tag team fights as well, which I have the honor of jumping in with one of my best mates, Knuckles, from Proper True Yarn. Him and I are going to be having a blue on with Marty and Michael. Now, I'm not much one to belittle or, or hang shit on people. Um, that's not really my style, but I'm just excited to get in and be able to case some fucking foreheads in, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to those legends for jumping in and having a crack. I appreciate it. It's awesome. It's going to be a great night. Um, So yeah, and also there's going to be some uh, special guests uh, cruising around as well. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. There will be ticket announcements um, in the near future as well. So I'm just absolutely honored to be a part of that as well. Um, To be dragged into it (laughs) by Knuckles Um, and to fill in to make up a tag team match is pretty pretty fucking awesome. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, And as soon as we get some announcements, we'll let you know as well. Um, And on that note. I'd also just want to give a shout out to uh, the boys from Salty Salmon who we had just recently on the podcast. Those legends ended up taking out the Top Water film Invitational for 2023, which was uh, sponsored by uh, BCF. They took out the, the whole thing. So they won the $70,000 cash prize. I seen the uh, video myself. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, what they did, what they achieved. Um. Also, you know, to the uh, Coastal Chaos Adventures as well, being a part of that team uh, to make up the winning the winning team. So, congratulations to those boys. It's absolutely amazing to go from that wild card uh, to go from that one out of a hundred people to get the wild card entry, the the underdog to get into the main event, and then to take out the main thing is absolutely amazing. So, congratulations to those boys as well. Um. On a couple of other things, uh, just keep an eye out. We have – we've still got a heap of stickers to give out, so please keep an eye out for that stuff as well. Um, And we are in the process of getting some sort of merchandise stuff sorted out, but that's going to be later on down the track. So just – we do have – we have received a couple of emails from people asking about that. We are definitely going to be getting something like that sorted out as soon as possible. But what we're here for today is the – Morning show, and uh, we got my old mate Cole back on. How are you,
4: brother? Oh, I am living the dream, mate. Living the always dream, always living the dream. <laughs> that's great. Back dude. by popular demand. Yeah, that's
0: exactly <laughs> right, mate. Um, how's how was your weekend, dude?
4: Um, well, you know how my weekend went, mate. Yeah, that's why I we, wanted to reiterate. We, it with we, you. we volunteered, didn't we? We did. The annual Emu Park Lions Club had their Oktoberfest down at Bell Park on the weekend. We yourself and and me uh, did. Volunteer, Yep. Do three hours in the bar.
0: Three and a half hours. Three and then. a half,
4: yeah. We volunteered for three, but we got called in early. Yep. And, mate, I have never worked so fucking hard in my life. Mm. Mate, my legs just running around. I didn't realise. Yeah. Everyone says, oh, I no, need you. And know, I was like, work wine a the bar. No. <laughs> no, mate. You go to... <laughs> You know, you go to the alleys or, or the Cry or Bardo's or something like that, they, they haven't got an open hell to keep up with what we were doing. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Um, and it was also good to see you You're wearing your, your dead-ass shirt, mate. Like, I was, I was wearing my dead-ass yeah, podcast. There was a few people yeah. come up and say, oh, listen to the battle, Yeah.
0: yeah. So the people who ask—that's partly the reason why yeah. I get hit up because <laughs> I, I am wearing those yeah. dead ass podcast yeah. shows. But that's purely for testing the waters. Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a couple. We've had a couple of samples made. Yep. Um, we're testing them out yep. <laughs> in washing them, sweating them, yep. doing all the bits and pieces because I really want to give you guys a good product. So, yep. you know, that's what we've been doing. So we're wearing those. Yeah. And,
4: and a shout out to the pirate of Standish Bay. He was down there at the, the, the festival. He was there. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, uh, one of the former guests on the on the dead ass podcast. Podcast. Yep get, uh, get on to his episode and have a look. Yeah. His is a cracker. It is, mate, yeah. Um, we did say to him that uh, we'll catch up with him again
4: yeah, soon. Soon, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll do another episode because yep. he was being a highly re, uh, requested yeah. Yeah. person for another episode. mate, a legend. Yeah, I know, champion. Um, so that was cool. And then, yeah, we had a couple of people come up and say, hey, I love the yeah, podcast, podcast, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was awesome. So I appreciate shout-out to those legends for coming over and saying hello and, and, and um, doing that. But it was uh, – a. Yeah. Mate, I, it was
4: an experience. It was.
0: Yes? It was. There's, I'm felt, glad felt, I-
4: Felt warm and fuzzy at the end of the night, and I thought, mm, yeah, that's that's it, I think, for me, for volunteering.
0: Well, I'm, I'm fucking glad that- <laughs> I'm glad I only did three and a half hours, because <laughs> yeah, I are. was fucking knackered.
4: But I reckon we had the, one of the busiest periods, though. Oh, it
0: was. It, it, was, was. Yeah. it, was, right, it was. It was prime time. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was happy hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I would say that sort of four to seven sort of period is. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, I agree. Man, oh. I, I've never walked off there going feeling yeah, like, like like really yeah. earned my fucking three hours.
4: Yeah. <laughs> for <Free laughs> our for our free burger yeah. and one beer. <laughs> yeah,
0: I even I even fucking had a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, mate, I you was was had a dub? Fucking like, hey, years. Oh, years. And I was like, give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. <laughs>
4: Just, oh. just fortunate we found someone in the crowd That'd give us a cigarette, mate Yeah, 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 yeah I know Because, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's Yeah, it's you know. rocking all shit oh, it is, these mate, days, yeah. mate It's all vapes. Worth your weight in gold
0: Yeah, fucking hell And, uh, yeah, so that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so just pardon in...
4: me, mate While I light up another one <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then I, uh, I We ended up I, We went back home dropped Yeah, you off mate, yeah
4: you dropped me, Yeah, dropped me off at about Oh, about 20 to eight Yeah I got home about quarter date. eight had a quick shower, sat down in the lounge chair, and I thought, no, nah, I said to the missus, mate, uh, I'm going. I was in bed by 20 past eight. <laughs> yeah, man, I was exactly. I just day. crashed. Yeah. I was oh, knackered. Wow.
0: Absolutely knackered.
4: Yeah. And hey, was- even Sunday, mate, my legs were fucking sore. Yeah. Fucking back was sore. That's probably just the old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I can't talk, guys, the fucking sake.
4: <laughs> oh, come on, mate. You're only thirty years, young- uh, 20 years younger than me. Ah, oh, mate, I know. Tell me about it. Yeah.
0: Mate, we've got a couple of things on today. Yeah, it's uh, exciting. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, we got the uh, so I, in the previous episode was summer. Mm-hmm. I we discussed how we had a you we had a, a uh, friend like a yeah like, a, like I'm calling him a friend almost now. like a UK correspondent <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so we had a gentleman reach out to us from from the UK, mm-hmm. um, stumbled across the podcast, yeah. fell in love with it, sent the message, said oh, said oh he I love yeah, reaching yeah. out to us, and we thought how cool it would it be to actually have a chat to him and, and yeah. find out some bits and pieces on the morning
4: show. Yeah. Um, to see what's relevant here, what's relevant yeah. there. What, you what know. similarities there yeah. are, yeah. What's,
0: what's the differences, and get a bit of an idea. So what we did was we he sent us through uh, a bit of an introduction mm-hmm. of who he is um, what he is, and then we sent him some questions. So yeah. what we'll do, well, I think we'll get straight into that first. Yeah, we'll go for that,
4: mate. Then we can talk about yeah, because, other stuff but yeah, after, after this.
0: Yeah, because... This is fascinating. Like this was really exciting. So we, so we, so his name's Justin, and yeah. I, uh, you would have known that from the previous episode. Do, do we
4: need to translate it because of his accent?
0: Uh, surprisingly, I, I, I understood it. Did you? Yeah, oh, cool. I yeah, know. Yeah. So, congr- it, <laughs> he speaks very clearly. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, yes.
4: The Queen's English.
0: That's it. That's exactly right. Makes ours, well, it makes my language sound really. Fucking doping, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll see, mate, we, we speak
4: – He sounds really good. We're, we're more the Bob Hawke English. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. his is really good. So um, now let me get this through to you. So this is uh, Justin. He's introducing himself um, and we'll see see what you think of Justin. So he's, just, he's an absolute legend, this guy. Yeah. This is yep.
5: great, fantastic. So here's Justin. Good morning, Brian, Cole and Summer. Um, this is Justin Burgess. I'm an independent family funeral director from Hertfordshire here in the UK. Um, I'm the sixth generation, so it's gone from father to son all this time. Uh, my sons are the seventh and they're in the business. My eldest lad runs the sort of the business, the money and, and, and the accounts and that sort of thing. My other lad is a stonemason for us, and my daughter is uh, my health and safety officer sort of jobbing at the moment because she's training to be a physiotherapist and is involved in a couple of clubs and university but just coming here to earn sort of pocket money so a real family concern um yeah based in Hertfordshire we have six branches um I pretty much front every single funeral um I love it and uh good times bad times um seeing a lot of highs and lows in the in the profession uh, in the UK here, Um, had a few personal highs and lows, as you know, and you touched upon with um, your sort of first calls that you do. Um, But great to hear your podcast, stumbled across it um, by pure accident, absolutely love it. Um, It's my go-to when I'm walking my dog Um, and it's really heartening to know that there is somebody else out there who sort of suffers the same rigors and strains of being a funeral director as, as I do. Even though you're the other side of the world, it's really nice. There's a real synergy between what you do and what I do. And um, I think what comes across listening to you guys more than anything is that you, you are really passionate and you care about what you do. And that is um, fundamentally why we all get up in the morning, isn't it? Um, so I've been doing this 31 years. Absolutely love it. Still get out of bed every morning. Can't wait for another challenge. And, uh, yeah, there we are. But uh, thank you very much. I hope that is a little taster and you'll come back to me with some questions. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: So you can see, like, being a sixth-generation bloody funeral director passed down from father to son. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? You don't
4: hear that. Like, yeah. You do a little bit, yeah, but yeah.
0: not six or seven. No.
4: I mean, how many uh, – he said he had, what, six different funeral homes? Was it? Yeah, six yeah. fronts.
0: Yeah, six offices. And he
4: says he, he fronts – all every every funeral, yeah. G Z B he wow. must be a busy man.
0: Holy dooly, that's a busy man. Maybe. I wonder, I wonder what the 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 like the how far away the officers are from like each other geographically sort yeah, of geor- thing. Yeah yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I'm not sure, mate.
0: That'd be would be interesting to see. That might be something left to have a yeah. look at. Because but see, even
4: even us here, mate, the, the one person couldn't front every funeral all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like – because he, they're always overlapping and stuff like that, and yeah. you know.
0: Well, I mean, like the he might be able to the distance between the two yeah. might not be that far away. Yeah. I like the I like how you were saying before um stonemason yeah, yeah. one's yeah. a stonemason that's yeah. that's pretty cool itself like, Yeah, it is cuz it's well it's not really I mean sometimes some places around here uh, like certain towns and certain cities still have like a bit of a stonemason yeah. running like we're not not not, not where well I know, we there's, are, there's, I know
4: there's, there's one in Bundaberg that sort of serves or services like up here in Rockhampton, which is miles away. Yeah, um, there's one in Toowoomba that that serves services um, Charleville, uh, Tambo, Blackall. Because mm. got- on my last holiday, I, I was looking at, and the same name appears on on the on all the monuments and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know, like down in Melbourne and stuff like that, you've got big stonemason companies. Yeah, too, but because because of the the cultural services yeah. down there where they'd have a lot of above-ground yeah. crypts and well, vaults Well, yeah, and that okay, so Nudgy Cemetery. Mm. Straight
4: across the road from Cemetery, you've got Rafters. Yeah. Rafters is probably one of the biggest ones. Well, they are. They're, they have to be the biggest ones in, in central oh, – sorry, southeast Queensland. Yeah. Um, mate, they're huge. They've got their actual factory right across the road from Nudgy Cemetery. Yeah, true. And, um, and mate, there, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of above-ground crypts there.
0: Well, yeah, so that would – you know, and I would assume that um, – It'd still be quite a... Quite
4: it'd have to a, be an art form.
0: An art form. Yeah, yeah. Also quite a bit of a business still. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see what type of memorialization they do over there actually because mm. um, we'll go into the some of the other questions... Yeah, mate. ...that Justin was saying. Yeah. Um, so, we, so I sent him an email and the email, I gave him a bit of a list of questions and he answered the questions um, accordingly. So one of the questions I asked him was, and I think this is probably a bit of a standing one that I wanted to know personally, mm. um, was what is the percentage of cremations to burials? Yeah, yeah. So here in central Queensland, I said roughly 75, 25, but it might actually be about
4: 80. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably more eight to out, Eight 80. out of 10? Yeah, yeah, eight out of 10. Well, I know, yeah, probably 80 out of, yeah, so yeah, eight out of 10, somewhere. Yeah,
0: like, like I use that as an example to start Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. I think, he's, I think from his answers, I think they're very much on par. But I also asked, he sort of um, mentioned this as well, because I said, you know, are burial plots very expensive in the mm. UK as well, considering that land may be very valuable? I would yeah. assume that land would be very valuable in the Well, UK I, I would too, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a commodity itself
4: because of the Well, mate, of, they're, they're, they've been around for, for you know, thousand yeah. years. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, the, the townships, yeah. the cemeteries must fill up yeah. and they, they'd have to, like go out of town for for land, for, yeah, for burials and stuff. That's exactly right. So
0: um, so here's a, the recording from Justin in mm-hmm. regards to those questions. Yep.
5: Yeah, this is quite a, a common question we get asked about the potential cremations over burials. Um, currently we sit about 79% of all deaths are um, or end in a, in a cremation. Um, it's a slow increase over the years. Uh, I mean – 2003, we were sitting about 71% nationally. Certainly in the area that I operate in, in Hertfordshire, uh, we're about 78%. So we're, we're not really bucking the trend where we are. Um, I guess uh, over the years, people have become more used to cremation. So that's why the numbers are rising. Um, and of course, burial plots and space in churchyards and, and cemeteries is uh, at a premium now. Um, certainly a lot of the churchyards around us have closed for any new burials um, in the rare exception there are uh, a reopen. so in other words somebody's going to join a loved one previously buried um, but they are few and far between these days so cremations tends to be the, the sort of go-to in terms of price of burial plots um They can be uh, quite expensive, depends on whether you're in a municipal council cemetery or um, uh, a privately owned cemetery. But sort of average round our way is about £1,800. That's £1,800. They do, however, only charge that to residents. So a non-resident can be charged up to quadruple fees, um, depending on how long they've been out of the area and how desperate they are for the grave. So I think it's slightly unfair, but... I guess they are trying to maintain what small number of graves they have just for local residents. Um, having said that, it is quite controversial because, you know, recently I've dealt with a funeral where a lady was in her late 90s, had lived in our in, in town in Hatfield in Hertfordshire for, you know, 99% of her life, um, and moved the last 12 months to go to get the care she needed in her care home, moved out of area. When she came to pass away, we applied for a grave in her hometown and we were told double fees because she was non-resident. So I think they need to really sort of look at it and they can't really, in my view, have a hard and fast rule because I think it's unfair. Um, burial still sits slightly behind uh, a cremation in terms of price locally, although our local crematorium is the most expensive in the UK. Um that's at fifteen hundred pounds. They're privately owned, so I guess they can um charge what they like. Um and yeah, we just you know, it's scarcity of land, I guess, is, is is the real problem. Further you go towards London, you're looking at ten thousand and upwards for a grave, which you know is bonkers, it's probably the most expensive real estate in, in Great Britain.
0: So you can see that, isn't that fucking crazy? It is, mate. yeah. I if was actually,
4: I was actually more surprised about the cost of the cremation. Well, he said, yeah, he did say that <clears throat> it's it's privately owned and it's stuff privately like owned that. And they yeah, can but so are, on. so are the crema- crem- uh, crematoriums up here.
0: Yeah, but what you, what's that? What's that to Australian dollars? Roughly the the cremation said, or the burial? What did you say? The, the burial is eighteen hundred pound. Yeah, um, sorry, <laughs> <mate. clears
5: throat>
0: it was about uh, it was about three thousand four hundred bucks Australian, wasn't it? Yeah, three four three. Three thousand
4: four hundred two fifteen hundred pound. Yeah, that's um, I did.
0: Yeah, because that's uh, like for me a better, yeah, that's, better that's, idea for okay. Value. So two
4: thousand eight hundred and sixty. Fuck, I wish I was charging that here. I'd be I'd be loaded. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, I'm sorry. And, and you'd be looking after you do that. that yeah, It does everything. It doesn't mean wouldn't you? Uh,
0: <laughs> that's two. Th- that's almost two thousand dollars more than what we charge here. Yeah,
4: Australian. Yeah, two, for more than just just for the a cremation fee. Nothing so, else. Yeah. No, you know, no funeral fee, no coffin prices, just the cremation fee. Holy shit, that is crazy. Gas might be more expensive over there, man.
0: Well, I mean, but the, I mean, <laughs> did that's probably it is. But he did say, like, he did say that um, he can pay up to ten thousand pound for, for.
4: Yeah. Well, when he said, um, if you're not a resident in a in, a, in an that area you want to be buried it. in that, yeah, quadruple. But did you
0: hear what he was saying about that lady? Spent ninety nine percent of a lifetime in that local area. Moved yeah, out, moved to a, a nursing home or for a care a, a, a facility. Yeah, and then comes back, and then yeah. they they wanted to charge sting.
4: it four times what? what yeah, f- because she wasn't a resident. Like holy f- shit geez show geezer, that was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christ. So paid taxes for ninety nine percent of her life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to sting yeah. a quadruple what it's paid yeah. for. That's crazy. I mean, I can understand they're trying to keep the locals. They're uh, trying to keep the local yeah. local. Yeah, but but they should have at she least was having, a local. <laughs> Yeah, they should at least have a history of postcards yeah, or something yeah. or wherever they lived or yeah. bits and pieces. So man, that's uh, that's crazy. One of sure. the other Yeah. One of the other things I did I did ask Justin um was about embalming because, you know, like we've discussed it on plenty of times on the morning show here. But you know, like I wonder if like I've always wondered if embalming practices are very similar across um the world. I know yeah, yeah. like america it's still maybe quite popular yeah i think it is in america mate yeah uh even down south in melbourne and that i think it's still yeah. a little bit more popular than what it is here. is i'm pretty sure
4: new zealand embalm everybody
0: new zealand's very because very... The, the body
4: has to go back to the house because yeah, so, it's
0: so culturally yeah. um you know acceptable and that's yeah. what they want to do
4: but, but how about you know uh, these little countries like you know Greenland and stuff like that where it's it's yeah. it's always cold. Yeah, well you wouldn't need it. You, you wouldn't need it. You would have a cauldron. You'd trying to... to keep him yeah. warmer. You need to warm up,
0: yeah. <laughs> just to keep him going. Yeah. Um, so here, I so said one of the questions I asked was, "Is baling a common
5: practice um, where Justin is?" And this was Justin's response. Certainly, embalming is not as common practice now as it was even sort of 30 years ago when I joined the family business. Um, We still have the odd case if um, somebody's going abroad, we still embalm. Um, Restoratory embalming as well if somebody's had an accident or they may have had um, some disfigurement due to uh, an illness or or a cancerous uh, growth or something. So we can do that. Um, We do talk to each client on a per-case basis. Um, We discuss embalming. If they ask us to embalm their loved one, um, we ask them why they think that's necessary. Um, we also, uh, on occasion, will discuss them why we think it's necessary. But it's certainly not a blanket policy within our company because it's certainly, the other thing is, well, it bears a price tag, so we're not there to spend people's money. Um, there are companies um, locally, to me, and the all sort of, the big national groups that everybody's embalmed and they don't even ask the family, which I think is wrong. Um, I'm a great believer that the deceased is in our care we're just the custodians between the time of death and the time of the funeral and anything done to and with that deceased should be with the absolute consent of the next of kin so we discuss every single process um every move that we make with that deceased um every transfer we discuss everything with the family fully so they're absolutely fully aware of what's going on um, the process and procedures the deceased is going through. But not only that, are there any prices associated with that, so they're completely um, up to date and, and we're transparent with any costings uh, associated with that.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. And like... Very similar practices to what we operate here, I believe. Like, um, I like exactly what he said about making sure that, you know, that we're fully compliant with what the family want us to do. Yeah,
4: because obviously, mate, when you embalm someone, it it is an invasive practice. Very invasive, yeah. You're not not just wiping something on them or, or, you know, it it is...
0: That's exactly right. Pretty in-depth. I think... um, I like this. the way that he came across with that. I thought it was really, yeah, really nice and very professional.
4: Um, mate, I'd love to meet this guy one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Hope he drinks, beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it over there? I wonder what their beer of choice oh, is over there.
4: Mate, I've had some of the beers over there, and they're not bad.
0: It, you uh, in, uh, in in London, London, UK? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 it, yeah. Have they got a main beer? Oh,
4: I can't remember. All I can remember is Carlsberg, mate. we Denmark. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah
0: it would be like, London bitter. <laughs> bit, of, bit of LB.
4: <laughs> Actually, mate, yeah. Okay, so when we first rocked up in London, yep. uh, we stayed at Kensington and I went down to one of the little local takeaway shops down there, yeah. Tom and myself, yep. looking for some beers because yep. the, the supermarket sell beers there. Yep. So I walked in, oh, have you got any Australian beer? Yeah, mate, yeah. We, we've got the beer that everyone drinks. So I Gave oh, you a Foster's. Fucking Foster's. Seven fifty mil cans of Fosters. Oh, jeez. No, sorry, five hundred mil cans of Fosters. The worst fucking piss you can have. I, I tried to explain to mate that people in Australia don't drink Fosters. All right,
0: it's commercialised bullshit. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's full of shit. Was that Paul
4: Hogan the promoter? I can't remember who nah, the promoted some... Fosters. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so I'll, we'll have to – we'll ask Justin what yeah, the beer we were, of choice yeah, what's the beer of choice, mate? What's the beer of choice, mate? Yeah, if he ever, ever comes
4: over here, mate, we'll make sure we've got a carton of it here, all right? Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. right. Foster's. Foster. <laughs> Fucking Foster's. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, they're very similar. Uh, that's good to know, that like with them, barman. That's very similar yeah. to the way we did it. Now, um, one thing that we find with funerals these days is – People have gone away from these religious-style funerals. Yeah. And we, you know, we sort of cater to more of these non-denominational celebration of life. Yeah,
4: celebration of life. Yeah. Um, Basically a celebrant, you know. Uh, just yes. A, a,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like non, non-denominational celebration yeah. Mm-hmm. of life type of services.
4: And it is still funny, though, that even though it's non-denominational, no religion. Of, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah look. Can, can we still in. put the Lord's Prairie? Just to help out. Just, you know, just to keep everyone happy. Yeah. You know, maybe the 23rd Psalm, Mm. which is fine, Well,
0: yeah, and I think we'll play play Justin's response to this. Yep. And then I think you might find there's similar reasons why um, that's sort of gone down. Even over there and here, very similar reasons, I think. So we'll put his on.
5: We have seen a huge shift in terms of uh, religious and non-religious funerals and and the balance a few years ago, it was really sort of quite unheard of or quite unusual to have a humanist or a celebrant take the funeral. And it was, you know, they were few and far between. But I certainly think that trend has grown. And I would say out of the funerals we do each week, probably 90% now are non-religious. The reason behind this, I don't know, really. I've had a, a few meetings with our church locally and they're asking me, you know, sort of what's going on, why aren't people coming to church? I think people perhaps... Don't identify with the church now like they used to. It tended to be the go-to place for for marriages and baptisms and so on. And people are doing those in in more civil establishments now, like hotels and and what have you. Um, but I think there's a certain degree where maybe the church are reaping what they didn't sow some years ago. Um, I remember my father's funeral, and um, I was only a kid. I was fourteen. There was no flexibility, it was just we had this, that, this hymn, that hymn, that reading. There was very little input from the family and we wanted a piece of music played and we were told categorically, no, that doesn't happen in church. So I just wonder whether people harbour those feelings from past experiences and think, do you know what, when I turned to church last time I didn't really get the service I wanted for my loved one. So they're now looking for something slightly different and I think I think people's attitudes towards a funeral are very different. They are perhaps slightly more relaxed and in some cases maybe too relaxed and I think we're losing some degree of um respect of the process of what we have to do at a funeral and they they are in in some cases becoming a bit uh, of a circus and a bit of a show which which concerns me. We did during COVID go back to a bit more of a sort of a standard funeral and a bit more rather than quantity, it was quality. And there was a, there was a nice element to that. Was, there was a, a private sort of intimate feel for that. Um, but I'll come on to that a bit later on. So
0: pretty much exactly what we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, like, exactly, I, mate. I think a lot of it has to do with people just getting the shits with the church.
4: Yeah, to plus, start with, you know, when the churches, when when people want a, a obviously a religious religious service, they sit down with with some people, <clears throat> and they basically dictate to them what they can and can't have. Mm. Um, now slideshow presentations they're a big thing these days. Yeah. Here, you know, people want to see. You know, it's a celebration of their life. So, yeah. you know, up here, you know in here, mate, we'll have you know a bit of an introduction to the service. Yep. Blah blah blah. You have the eulogy. Yep. And then. You know, we'll put on a mm. slideshow as a reflection of that person's the eulogy. And there's a, just a, that their, their life comes to, you know, yeah. pictures come 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 to life, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're what they've done, whatever. Um, whereas the religious services, the, the churches just won't allow it. That's right. And like, but also, not just and that. And music too, music, too yeah. Music. yeah. Music, music's the big one. Oh, mate, like you music. imagine me. Holy oh. dooly, Jesus Christ, mate. The music I want played. <laughs>
0: Imagine having someone, you know, you, you know, you family members pass on, and say, yeah. you Hey, know, Brian, I've always loved this piece of music. Yeah. It's one of my favourite songs. It was a very important part of the family. Yeah. And then you go to do the funeral and they go, Oh, no, you can't. You can't have that. You can't have that. We're going to have a
4: church hymn.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, fuck you. Church hymn? Yeah. Well, no, you know, hang on. It. He's never sung it in his life. Why yeah. do you want it now? <laughs> yeah, I'm a so, go to, mate. Oh, the gambler. <laughs> I
0: think a lot of it is not the fact of. It's going away from the church values. It's the church's restrictions on yeah. what they're allowed to have at the funeral. Yeah. It's driving people away from it. it if it's church, all about the
4: church, not about the person that's passed away. If
0: the church was more open yeah. to allowing those things yes. in this more, day and age- More people you would, would have, have more a church go, service. And you'd have more people go to church. Yeah. I mean-
4: have I a, will just say though, it's not all religions that are very restrictive like that.
0: No, no, no. This, my next point I was going to yeah. say is have a look at these other churches. Yep. So you've got these other churches that yeah. are like more open to um, sharing, you know, more up-to-date music and yeah. a bit more open with each other, a bit more up to times with what's going on and the trends yeah. and everything like that. But still but still promoting the values and the, of the traditions church, yeah. of, a, of a religion as yeah. well. So but you also celebrating very, that person's life. That's right. But it's also very appetizing to people. Yeah. You know, like I, there is a couple of churches here that, mm. and I know some of the pastors here that yeah. um, um, <clears throat> that lead the churches. I even, you know, roll with some of them, yep. do jiu jitsu with some. Like, how many, <laughs> how many priests would you know that you do jiu jitsu with? Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is, is like you have these people that are open, mm. and and don't see that by a choice of song is enough that's going to deter to upset upset. You know, like the, it's the, ridiculous. The, Just yeah, come it on. is. You know, so. I can understand why people, like ninety percent of these people, are going for a non-denominational yeah. service. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense, um, you know. So, I mean, that's and that's very similar to what what's going on here. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that it's worldwide yeah. you know, with a lot of these sort of normal sort of um, sort of these normal just. Well, mate, services, my, yeah,
4: yeah, my my whole funeral is just going to be like a slideshow presentation with with music being played. Yeah, well, you were, we're
0: just saying before, <laughs> the gambler is your favourite song. Yeah, that'll <laughs> yeah. have
4: to be played somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, because of course, mate, my first concert I ever went to was a festival hall. Was Kenny it? Rogers. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Is that festival hall in Brisbane? Yes, yeah, that's where they have the one of the Oaks Motels down there.
4: Oh, okay, right. It's
0: been where the festival hall is. Used to be, or something. Used to be, yeah, 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 yeah. When they built where they built it, but what they did in honor of it. When you walk into the motel, okay, they've got on the in the hallway as you walk in, they've got the bench seats on oh, okay, the festival righto, hall festival. with the numbers and everything like that associated yeah. with it as like an art piece. Okay, yeah. Like I've yeah. stayed there a couple of times. It's actually yeah. pretty impressive. So yeah. there you go, a little bit of history there for you. Yeah, mate. it is that I do not know yeah, about. Yeah, go, and I'm yeah. from Brisbane. There you go. I can teach you something. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, you teach me a lot like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay. Now the next question, which is a bit of an in-depth one. Oh no, actually, no, no, sorry, I'm jumping the gun. The next one I wanted to ask was, and I find that we do this a lot more now than ever. And I guess it goes sort of from what he was saying in the previous one. When you he was saying about the service styles can sort of turn into a bit of a circus. Yep, yep. Yeah, which I totally understand that point. Yeah, yeah because <clears throat> because it's going out of traditional values, <clears throat> it can come across as a bit of a circus. Yeah. But depends on which way you're looking at it. From yeah. our point of view, it might look like a circus. It looks like a circus, yeah. But yeah. for the person who's attending the funeral, <clears throat> it might look like, it, it fits it or fits. something with yeah. that person's yeah. demeanor
4: or what they were like in so life So as
0: long as it stays within the boundaries of what we can keep under control yeah then i believe that it would be okay yeah. but if it does turn into a fucking circus then yeah. you know you'd have to pull the reins in on that one but so this next one i want so leading in from that what we're discussing mm-hmm. i said you know i asked are you finding that people are wanting more unique style services and are you having to provide for that? So you know, like, you know, like away from the traditional church yeah. service, three songs, I guess, yeah. blah blah
4: blah. Yeah, but we 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 sort of do that as well, mate. When we're doing these like little property ones, we've gone to or yeah, people, yeah, people's backyards, yeah. you know.
0: Well, that's what made me think of it because I was <coughs> yeah. like, you know, maybe because you know, I love
4: doing that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, like I was thinking, I wonder if that's the same sort of scenario that they yeah. have in the UK if they yeah. do exactly the same thing. So this is what um, Justin had to say in regards to that.
5: Yeah, I think the exciting thing for us is that um, that really we sit with the family now with a blank sheet of paper and um, really sort of design the funeral around their wishes and and the lifestyle and the loves and hates of the 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 deceased. I can remember years ago when I first started; it was burial or cremation um standard coffin standard vehicles and that was it and it was very formulaic but i think people want more of a hand in in sort of bespoke designing a funeral which actually for us is really exciting because i love meeting with families and being able to um offer and provide and search out things for them that will make that funeral unique and i think this is especially important with the, the grieving and bereavement process. I wouldn't want anybody leaving our office feeling sort of shortchanged, that they didn't get what they wanted or they wished they'd have had this or wished they'd have asked that. So we have a whole plethora of things that we, we offer to, to families, um, no more so than I think the different styles of coffins. But we were offering coloured coffins years ago before they became sort of trendy. Um, I can remember uh, a young lad that loved his uh, Land Rovers. So I had a friend of mine who had a body shop, spray a coffin in Land Rover green and we got another friend of mine who was a graphic designer to um, print the Land Rover logos on the coffin Um, another one had a a young girl who was you know mad into Barbie so we had a Barbie pink coffin painted I've painted coffins myself Um, years ago um, dealt with a little boy um, who was mad keen on on bumblebees and I, I remember painting his coffin blue um, overnight here in the workshops and then going to buy um, a freeze from our local DIY shop that had bumblebees on it and sitting, cutting them all out and putting them all over it. Um, it sounds really daft, but the impact for the family and the thanks to the family um, that they got kind of something that represented him was was amazing. So I think that transitions, you know, fast forward 20-odd years. We've got coffins now that are all sort of shapes, colours and sizes um there's a company in london that offer uh coffins bespoke in the shape of skips the tardis whiskey bottles um you know the list is is pretty endless um and also with vehicles i think people are looking for something slightly more different they don't necessarily want the austere black hearse although we we don't run black vehicles as a black uh over uh royal burgundy um but they want something different. So we've got um, two campervan hearses, a split screen and, and a bay window. We've got a Harley-Davidson and sidecar hearse. We've got a Land Rover hearse. We've got an electric uh, Nissan Leaf hearse. Um, and we've just taken on board a um, a, a London black taxi hearse as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's an ever-changing sort of market. And I think like any business, if you don't, sort of look over the horizon, see what's coming and adapt and change, you will, to excuse the pun, I think you'll, you'll just die as a business. You'll wither on the vine. So I think <laughs> yeah. you have to look forward and see what else you can provide which um, meets clients' needs, wants, desires, within reason. Um, I always say to a family, you know, we'll do whatever we can for you as long as it's legal or moral. Obviously, we don't want to uh, fall foul <laughs> of the law. Um but also I think it's, everything is with the conversation of the family. You have to try and manage their expectations as to what the funeral will look like to the outside world. Um I mean, for example, um we dealt with a gentleman years ago um who wanted who who was terribly claustrophobic, and this sounds really probably daft to anybody listening in, but um he was claustrophobic, so he didn't want to be shut into a coffin when he passed away. And wanted a glass coffin. Um, we couldn't achieve a glass coffin because of the weight and the fragility of it. Um, but I got in contact with a local company that made uh, Perspex signs and designs, display stands, and so on. And they created us a Perspex box. Um, coffee shake for him to to be laid to rest in um, which which was all well and good and that was absolutely fine and, and the family were delighted but then we had to manage our expectations of how we were going to to move and transport him between venues so we obviously had to leave. Hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking
4: in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
5: our funeral home go to the uh the residence and then on to the church and then to the burial ground so it was about how we moved between those uh those destinations because obviously we didn't want to cause hysteria on the roads which you can imagine because although you want to see your loved one um it's general <laughs> public don't yeah, so he right? was covered during transit and then uh, the coffin then was undraped in church so it's just about ways of managing People's expectations and, and having a conversation with them, and bringing them on board with that journey, and they can then understand the rationale behind some of the things you can't do, um, but also some of the things that you can do, but how you can manage to get there.
0: So it's funny. The reason, look, the reason why, firstly, I laughed when he talked yeah. about this perspex thing because yeah. one of my things is when I die, mm-hmm. right? I've already said to my kids. And the missus I'm assuming she's probably gonna still be alive I'll go first yeah <laughs> I said, I come into this world naked. I'm going yep, out naked. you to get naked, yeah. So you imagine having
4: a Perspex fucking coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See through a coffin. I'm oh, mate, nut. everyone, everyone, like, yeah, yeah. I'm everyone's <laughs> just laughing at your little tiny weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say my, I was going to say my ass, but anyway, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. But What well, well, are you going to be
4: brought upside down eh?
0: Yeah, well, it's it. See <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> your hairy ass. Yeah, that's it. That yeah. hat hanging out, yeah. So. But he's right,
4: mate. Yeah, the the coffins, you know, people have gone away from that. Um. Timber yeah. grain, this, that, the other, and they've gone more for the, um,
0: yeah, this is for wrapped world. coffins, you know.
4: Yeah. yeah. Alan, Alan designs. Yeah. Alan D signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he does everything. You know, he he, he does a, a bit of a standard sort of pictures that we've got in a, in a in a catalogue. Yep. But then, like last week, you know, the family supplied photos of the young chap. Yeah. And um, they're all done to scale. We had photos all over the coffin of of. Of him and his, you know, yeah, no, throughout his life and stuff. And yeah, and mate, like, it was a bit more personal. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful because, yeah. then
0: you know, one thing less—you don't have to worry about trying to decorate the coffin with yeah. personal items. You've yeah. just gone and decorated the whole coffin. Yeah, with him, a wrap with, his, with him. Yeah, and yeah, it's beautiful. Um, um,
4: and also, yeah, we're talking about hearses and stuff like yeah. that. Well,
0: mate, you've got the Harley hearse. I've got a Harley hearse. Yeah. yeah, I certainly was do. Twenty twenty. Ah, yeah, twenty twenty Road King Deluxe Road
4: King Special Special. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's... Awesome an, bike. The one I saw, they actually had pretty cool, like, you know how mine's open? Yep. I'm guessing because the weather's shit in the oh, UK quite a the lot. they got capsule sort of one got, with yeah, the, with but the like glass it, sides. I think it's removable. Oh, okay. By right. the way I was looking at yep. it, so if it's a good day, yep. they can, excuse me, excuse me, they can have mm. it open. Yep. But if it's raining, which probably, what, 60% of the time in the UK... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's truly not the bad, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, yeah, it, I don't know. Just, I've never yeah, been there. Yeah. I'm making pure of yeah. um, They've got a cover for it. Okay. But, right oh, I thought it was yep. pretty cool. But yeah. But I was having a – because um, Justin did send me a link to some of their classic cars that they got there. It's, um, okay. Some of the some of the cars that they go got cool. Man. Pretty like cool, that, yeah, yeah. That's that split window combo that you was yeah. talking about. with Because yep. it, it's fully decked out. Yep. inside is fully decked out as a hearse. Yeah, wow. Like, it's amazing. And then the other one. If you had a look on the side of the the um, combi, it's yeah. actually a fixed panel glass, like right across. Oh, just
4: like one piece all yeah, the way along? So, yeah, yeah. Right oh, it looks yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they've <clears> got <throat> the cool extensive range of yep. different classic cars and hearses yep. and stuff like that. And like,
4: mate, get away from hearses. Yeah. You know, purposely built ones. Yeah. I mean, you had an old SS... A, yeah, yeah. I had an yeah.
0: old SS Commodore Ute. Yeah, Holden. <laughs>
4: but then again, mate, I got my Falcon Ute. Oh, mate, it, it's I'm, been used it's, on a couple of funerals too. It has yep.
0: been, yeah. And look, I look, mate, I bat for both teams when it comes to the heart, yeah, uh, comes to yeah, Holden yeah, Ford. Yeah, I've yeah, had both. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know. So I've heard <laughs> you bat for both teams.
0: <laughs> in the in cars. Oh, in
4: vehicles. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah no, you're right, mate. It's
0: all yeah. Good. Um, yeah, so but what he was saying about also too, with like um, like doing the the coffins and all that sort of stuff about how back in the day like he like sprayed up the Land The different color ones oh yeah yeah you know that like we did similar things yep. back in the day before it was readily available like yeah. we'd have those sort of we get like a base sort of coffin you yeah. get someone that had a favorite football team yeah. so you would you do their colors and you'd yeah. make stripes and you'd put stickers on it and you, you know you do all the bits and pieces of try and –
4: well, my, anyone follows me on TikTok, they can. There's, there's a transition one there we did. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The white yeah. one with the old Broncos.
0: Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so you know, like you can get, you know, that's some of the things. And then, what for us? Um, you know, we've had, we've had
4: trucks. Yeah.
0: For services, mm-hmm. we've had um, Utes, obviously. Yeah, prime movers Utes. We use a Sandman Ute, the old, yeah, the, old, yeah. the, old the old fucking uh, H- H- HQ, H- H- HQ H- H- or HX yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've had, you know, we've had some pretty cool, pretty cool yeah. vehicles as well. And mate, that, that panel
4: van that was used on that one, mm. apparently it was like a, a prize winning show van from yeah. the, from the late eighties, early nineties yeah. and just went into hibernation. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, and yeah. Just
4: old oh, mate passed away and you know, they got it up and running again and yeah, polished her up and it was fucking awesome.
0: It was mad. Wasn't yeah. It? So, you know, like that, that's really cool. Um, be able to offer that stuff, like you said, but you know, like we can start with a blank piece of paper and then start creating a service, you know. And you know, we, we do much the same ourselves, yeah. too. Well, you're you know?
4: personalizing the funeral to that person,
0: yeah. yeah. And that becomes more and more of that sort of stuff. People yeah. are looking for that stuff, and yeah, mate, days.
4: we oh, I enjoy that sort of stuff.
0: Oh, you and me both, yeah. I think it's sick because it makes our job more fun, too. Like, it does, like when yeah. I say fun, I mean like more interesting yeah. and exciting to be able to help out people with yeah. their. With that final disposition. Yeah. It's was mad.
4: You know, in the back of a ute some something like that yeah. or, or a hot rod, the panel van that, w- yeah. that we got. Mate, you had all these other yeah, hot rod cars following.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so, yeah and that's right. A bit of a yeah. thing. Um, on a more serious note, one of the questions I did want to ask him was how funerals or the funeral business was impacted by the pandemic. Yep. Because obviously, you know, there was – look, Australia was impacted – a fair bit, but obviously not. I would say probably not to the point of something like the UK. No. Uh, so it'd be interesting to hear what his response is to that. Where we were up in Queensland, we were relatively safe. Our yeah. funerals, our funerals, the we did have restrictions in place. The the government in, imposed restrictions on services. You yeah. know, there were certain funerals that we did where they weren't allowed to have more than I think at one point it was ten. Was the was it six six? Six, including yeah. the staff. Yeah, yeah. So
4: you're allowed, celebrant. Yeah, two uh, staff members. Two staff members,
0: someone else, and then six yeah. members. So it was like ten yeah. total. Yeah. Um, and then, but we weren't really, we affected. weren't really affected. No, we we're no. we were quite lucky in that yeah. instance. So, it'd be quite interesting to see, you know, this response to, um, Justin's.
4: Yeah. Like the funeral you, you, I did with you out at um, Chinchilla. Yeah. it's During right. the height of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I think we are allowed 10 people. Yeah,
0: we were. We were only allowed so allowed how many challenge. people turned up? I think we had about 20.
4: <laughs> oh, I thought there was about 100. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all standing like 200 feet back from the, from oh, yeah. the grave. No, they were just people walking past. Yeah, they were just walking past. In yeah, inverted commas. In yeah, inverted yeah. commas, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no, we definitely didn't have 100 people oh, there. Oh, no, mate, no, no. No, not at all.
4: But it was funny, though, because um, one of the senior officers was also there at the funeral.
0: Yeah, well, look, you know what? At the end of the day, but as a mourner. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you know <laughs> yeah. what it comes down to? It comes down to fucking...
4: Um, Common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're outside. Yeah. But, like, at the time, people were just scared. They didn't know what was yeah. going on. Yeah, So here's... uh, This is um, what we would find... Um,
5: justin's response to the pandemic i'm not sure how the pandemic affected you guys in australia but um we had to have a very steep learning curve here um i remember being on leave uh one weekend and we were sitting in a pub in hastings my wife and i and it was sort of all over the television about how italy were being affected by it and uh my wife said to me do you you think it'll happen here and i said i doubt it i said um but you know we can handle it. We've got provisions in place for that. Um, boy, was I wrong. Um, it w- When it came, it, it really hit us. Um, I remember sitting in the garden um, Easter Sunday and I had a call from my local hospital to say um, they needed help. Could I move 17 deceased for them? Um, which I did. Um, we, despite asking for it, um, and requiring it, we worked, or I worked, mainly probably for a year without any PPE. We couldn't get uh, rubber gloves. We couldn't get um, coveralls, yeah. face masks, body bags. Um, and everybody I rang, they said they were being ring-fenced with the NHS. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was a tough time uh, for us. Hand gel um, I couldn't get, or hand sanitiser, so I was going over to our local Asda store, and I bought... Um, as much of their own brand vodka as I could, as as a, you know, as a temporary barrier for for washing our hands and what have you. It sounds ridiculous now, but the times needs must. Um, the important thing to say is that, however bad it was for us in funeral service um, and the bereavement sector, obviously the general public had it had it worse, and and I will never forget that time. Um, I was contacted by some families multiple times which which was horrendous for them um so yeah it was a difficult time in terms of how it affected funerals um we sort of had to set aside the what i would call the frills so there was no limousines there was no um corteche the house we were literally driving from the funeral home to the crematorium um we we're only a small company we um sort of carry out probably three funerals a day um but we were doing seven eight a day uh, and working around the clock um collecting people preparing uh, coffins and so on so you know busy difficult time for us um people were in the main not having flowers uh, obviously not having catering funeral stationery and we were limited to the numbers we could have attending a funeral, which made it very difficult to family for families to choose, especially when some crematoria was saying only six people, um, you could have a nucleus of a family of eight and and they were obviously having to whittle it down to six, so it 's a bit like sophie 's choice. it must have been horrendous for them um, and of course, as the funeral conductor, those pressures were put on me by the crematorium and cemeteries to control those numbers so you know, I had many a heated debate with families, unfortunately, saying, well, just one more won't matter. But the the facilities wouldn't allow those funerals to take place had the, we had the incorrect number uh, attending. So, yeah, it was a difficult time. Um, having said that, I think the services, that I, I touched on this earlier, I think the services that we had were more personal, um, very intimate, and... I don't know if you have it over there, but we hadn't until that point really had live streaming and webcast and a funerals. Um, so that really sort of kicked in uh, and came into its own during that time. Because, of course, you could be anywhere in the country, <coughs> anywhere in the world and, and tune into the funeral, which was great. Um, it allowed more people to feel part of it and, uh, you know, attend the funeral and, and be there for the family than they would have been prior to that. And now, following the pandemic, we have uh, probably most of our funerals streamed and webcast now. So it's funny how that sort of technology has is, is turned—you know—was very good at the time. But it's now turned into a bit of a thing. It's part of what we do for funerals now. Um, yeah, I, as I say, I was very affected by that. Um, I think just by the sheer volume, the workload. Um, I mean, I lived basically separately from my wife for, for over a year because she was the main carer for her elderly mother. So I was I was really worried about transmitting anything to her. I never really thought about getting COVID myself, and, and lucky enough I didn't, and nor did any of our staff. So our controls and measures were obviously working because we, we all stayed healthy through it. Um, my overriding concern was always what could I pass to somebody else, and, and I would have felt dreadful if I'd have made... An elderly relative or a client ill. Um, so f- to that end, we didn't um, didn't open our offices to anybody, and we dealt with everybody mainly over the telephone, email, Zoom, Skype, and what have you. It was a very um, it's a very odd time, and I think because as human beings, we really need that social interaction, and especially around the time of bereavement, people were more and more isolated than ever before. I think the one funeral that will stick with me forever was um, a, a lady uh, whose husband passed away uh, locally to us and um, her son lived abroad and her daughter lived in the north of, of England and at that time nobody was allowed to travel anywhere so she was completely on her own saying goodbye to a husband of 72 years and um, I just remember her sitting in this what looked like a cavernous crematorium chapel, all on her own, and um, she just turned and said to me, "Will you sit and hold my hand, please?" And uh, against the the rules, I did because she just needed that support. Um, yeah, it was difficult times for everybody. I hope we never go back there. Um, there was an awful lot of what I would call soft language coming out from the government. There was nothing hard and fast. It was, uh, and it was changing every 20 minutes the advice to us um so when i say it's soft i mean it was like um they would say we recommend that you we suggest that um you might want to think about not actually you must do a b and c so hence funeral directors up and down the country we all had to interpret those rules and regulations to suit our own businesses but of course families weren't getting this blanket response so um, a lot of families were being played off well sorry funeral directors were played off against each other because we were still allowing viewing of the deceased other companies weren't so people were ringing around and seeing really what what they could get as opposed to to what they were being offered at another funeral directors so it caused a lot of um discord between funeral directors um and lots of issues because the, the government language was just so such a soft approach, but I hope um I say it doesn't happen again, but I think we will be probably. Better prepared for it. We were certainly all uh, wiped out after it. Um, and my company personally, we lost about three or four members of staff because they were either death or um, one lab was concerned about transmitting COVID to his children, so he left. Um, and I think people just took early retirement. It really did have a huge dramatic effect on those in funeral service, and I mean everybody. I mean ministers, celebrants, hospital workers. In terms of the mortuary staff um, and funeral service, um, but which still hasn't really been recognised, um, we used to have a thing here in the UK where we'd clap for the NHS on a Thursday night, which was, you know, fantastic. They were doing a, um, a remarkable job in the face of adversity, um, and each day they would seem to add another category to um, who we clap for. So they would add, you know, certain sectors of the working society. And I remember driving back from the crematorium from about our sixth journey up there one day. We were all absolutely exhausted out on our feet. And uh, the news came on and they said they've decided to add another category of people to the clap for the NHS on a Thursday night. So we all kind of expectantly leant into the radio and thought, right, this is us. Are we going to be recognised? Um, and they said, right, we're now adding um, bin men. Which... Take nothing away from bin men, everybody has their part in society, and they they're a small cog in a, in a big wheel, and they need you know needed to do what they need to do to, to service our needs. but there was a visible deflation amongst all the staff because we really thought we would have some sort of recognition um but still to this day, nobody's really thought about what the funeral service improvement sector did during the pandemic and what we sacrificed for our own families, so yeah, difficult times.
0: So you can see like the impact of the pandemic had on him was was a
4: sad time for all families. Yeah, definitely.
0: A couple of common situations that we've found out between the two of us. It created live streaming created another industry, didn't it? Yeah. You know, um, um, Yeah,
4: we still use Al to this day.
0: Yeah, well, you know, live streaming in general is still it's become an accepted practice where half the funerals people expect it now. It's amazing, isn't it? it One is, thing yeah. just changes everything in the regards to that sort yep. of thing. So that was pretty, um,
4: pretty amazing in that sense. Yeah. Um, he was, he's right in what he says too about you know the old funeral directors, mate. We've we yeah. never got a shout out at all no. during that whole thing, no. you know. No, exactly everyone right. else was allowed to operate from home, you know, all these people that owned. Ten times what what we earn. Well, we're constantly in this grey area. We'll never actually mention whether we're an essential service or not. No. Never was, was it? No. But all our staff still had to turn up for work every day.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Which was bizarre because, you know, that that six people or whatever at a funeral, well, the the business had to keep keep running.
0: How crazy Mm -hmm. was it how he Mm -hmm. was saying that they couldn't even get access to PPE? Yeah. Oh, mate, unreal. I mean, we had... We still had access to it to yeah. a cent, but yeah. we had to pay a premium for we it. We did. The price of it yeah. went through the
4: fucking and mate, roof. We don't deal with those suppliers anymore. No, when that when I that, found they other suppliers, yeah, and they were willing to, you know, honour current yeah. prices for yeah. gloves, face masks, yeah, um, body bags, all that sort of stuff, mate. As yeah. soon
0: as they, as soon as everything eased. And they yep. sort of relaxed, yep. We ditched those companies that fucking tried jacking yeah. those prices that the bastards yeah. they keep sending emails <laughs> to me, mate. Oh, yeah. you're gonna buy some more body bags? No. No, you're right, mate. No, no, nah. no. Yeah, They jacked it. Yep. It wasn't because they didn't have a because they had that, they had already had the supply. Oh yeah. yeah. They already they, had they, the they had warehouses pack. full of it. Yeah, I know. That's it. It wasn't it wasn't because they were short on it. No. No. It was they just, just because, took because advantage it. It. Yeah. they made manage of it. Yeah.
4: But yeah no we didn't want
0: none of nothing yeah. to do with those sort of people so you know, and and i'm shit. I'm
4: happy now because I've actually found other suppliers now that are yeah. are roughly around the same price when those other companies were were selling at a cheaper rate because yeah. we were buying in bulk Yeah, that's right but also too like like we had the we had the i
0: guess you could say privilege of being able to go home every night and spend time with our family yeah. like yeah you know as you know, Justin was saying that he for almost a year, mate, it felt yeah. like that he wasn't about. Did not want to go home family. because he's his boy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't, have, to, couldn't yeah, imagine what that would be like. Family member mate. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a lot bigger man than what I'd be, mate. Yeah. I couldn't deal with that shit. That's uh, I, I can understand probably what he was saying about hmm. losing three or four staff members yeah. purely purely because of that because, situation. Yeah. I would have been probably the same myself, mate. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, that was quite interesting to see to hear from some firsthand yeah. from the point of view of another funeral director over, mm. over in the UK. Now to finalize the last one, I wanted to because like I had a quick look at Justin's sort of Instagram. Uh yeah. oh, no, Instagram! Sorry, his his website. Website, yeah, and. You know, you get a bit of an idea of what sort of funeral attire and all of this and pieces. Yeah, yeah, And he has a very traditional looks like to me it looks like a traditional style. So, hat funerals. And tails. Well, I'm not too sure. You I'll let you be the judge of that. Yeah. Um this is but this is Justin's response to my question asking, "What is your standard fun, What is your standard of funeral director's uniform yep. and do you alter your different services? Like yep. do you do you wear a different uniform for a different type of service?" Yeah. So, that was the Question. I thought you know how like sometimes for us. Oh, we do, mate. Yeah. We yeah. have a real formal one if it's yep. going to be in a fully air-conditioned area. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if it's going to be an outdoor funeral in the yeah. middle of summer, we'll be a different sort of uniform yeah, to yeah. go with that. So I thought it'd be interesting to see what his um, thoughts were on that as well. So mm-hmm. this is Justin's
5: response to that. Funeral attire kind of differs between. Um, each funeral company really. Um, we've always been quite unique in our approach and always want to create something very different. I remember years ago my dad would always wear the, the traditional black morning dress but he would um, always have a spotted tie or a striped tie, and what have you. Um, when I started the business I really sort of wanted to change it. Um, we went from all black vehicles to um, two-tone uh, burgundy or, or royal royal burgundy and black vehicles which were quite stand out, um, really made a statement and sort of put us head and shoulders above the local um, uh, other funeral directors, really, just to to try and stand out. Um, In terms of uniforms, we wear traditional striped morning trousers. Uh, The summer is a grey waistcoat, grey frock coat with um, burgundy trimmings, always a top hat with burgundy trimmings and a walking cane. The winter, uh, black overcoat trimmed with burgundy buttons and collars and cuffs burgundy cravats um and the guys are all wear in the summer gray jackets and morning trousers and burgundy cravats with our company uh, stripes and logo on and the winter they are um uh, dark gray rain max with um a burgundy trimmed shoulder cape for carrying um because we still bear all of our coffins here um oh, rather wow. than on trolley yeah. um so yeah, we're we're sort of quite unique in in that regard. Um, but we offer families a choice of anything. So um, we've got about fifteen different color ties. So if people want to represent um, sporting or school colors or what have you, so we can wear blue ties for Spurs fans or red ties for Manchester United fan football fans. So we're prepared to sort of if you're do not a man, you're a all wank the little detail <laughs> menu, that, mate, that makes that funeral personalized. Um, yeah, we we're. we're it sounds conceited we're often emulated um, or copied but um nobody seems to do it with any regularity and we we do get a, you know huge amounts of comments and accolades and google reviews on based on our vehicle livery and our attire and um yeah we pride ourselves in being smart but i think you should also you know offer people the best of what is available out there and that's what i've never really understood when you look at some other film directors local to us that um they don't make an effort and they don't offer the things that we offer. And you think, well, we really are only really the conduit between what's available to the whole of the funeral market and to the clients. So, you know, it's daft to turn and say, oh, we can't do that because you just pick up your local trade journal, see where you can buy X, Y and Z and, and, and put it on for the families. So it's about going the extra mile, which, you know, listening to your podcast, I can see you're very similar and you you will always try and find that angle to be different and to provide and serve the needs of the bereaved and the, and the things they ask you to do.
0: It's funny because I was literally just saying in my head while I was listening, <laughs> yeah. to it, I was like, no wonder, no wonder he's doing well for himself because yeah. he's the first person to reach out and yeah. touch base with the podcast yep. and have a discussion like that. Because obviously we must be thinking along the sort of Similar same lines, mate. Yeah. yeah because if he's reaching out and doing that, yep. he's thinking outside the box. He's thinking out what yeah. other ways to – What do people to, want?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Because so, some people don't <laughs> want that whole stand upish sort of, you know, that – Yeah. Uh, mate, how many funerals have you done where family requested, oh, we want blue jeans?
0: Yeah, that's right. We, yeah. We've done heaps. Heaps, yeah. Yeah. We,
4: so, mate, the RMs, the blue jeans and and the, the – the, the polo shirt, yeah, the for, Finlayson. Oh, sorry, for the overseas the company polo shirt. Yeah, for the yeah.
0: overseas listeners, RMs yeah. is out, like Australian-made yeah. boots, boots and belt. Yeah, you and can't I,
4: get much more Australian than the yeah, RMs.
0: The RM Williams. Yeah, so yeah. you know, and like the thing is, and I'm a firm believer. Yeah. you can't have RM Williams boots without RM Williams fucking belt.
4: That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just yeah. Putting yeah, it out there. Yeah.
0: If you haven't got one on the other, yes, you can't. Well, don't show it.
4: No, don't show it. No,
0: but. What he was saying was um, we still have services where we're very traditional in the, oh, in, yeah, in, our, yeah, yeah. in what we wear and yeah. very professional in that. Yeah. But we also cater to the, to the scene and to yeah. how people want to promote their service. Yeah. If they want a more relaxed style service, we'll cater to that as well. We'll do that, yeah. If you're going to have everyone turn up to a funeral and mm. they're all relaxed and yeah.
4: – Bit like more some casual. sort of surfy guy, you yeah, know, wearing boardy board yeah. shirts and uh, uh, sorry board shorts and uh, some sort of Hawaiian shirt or something like that. Well, they don't want the funeral director to turn up in um, a black suit, you know, the old white shirt and. Um, well, how out yeah, traditional
0: How out of how out of how out of lo- character would we look? Oh, mate, we you would it fit Like a sore thumb. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. What he was saying was pretty much exactly the way that we sort yeah. of look at it too.
4: And I remember what he was saying about the spotty tie because that's yeah. what we all had to use back in the yeah, old days. Yeah, that's right. I remember- and, and the stripy pants, the grey stripy pants. Mate, they were the conductor pants back yeah. in the day. Well, and I think the term was called clown pants.
0: That's clown pants, Because yeah. the
4: conductor was the only one that wore the grey with the black stripy pants.
0: Yeah. Even like, look, my, my old man, he... I think look, I've got to give him. I give him props on some things. He took hmm. a gamble in the sense of when, when we, when I first started coming out to the funeral industry and getting involved. He took the chance and put four young clowns hmm. on on staff to yep. operate the funeral service, like yep. to help organize funerals, cater to do it. And look, it would have looked weird having these borderline teenagers yeah. look, conducting services yeah. and doing, and it would have looked different. And I. I I got to give him props to that because that would have been completely out of the out of the norm. Yeah. Right. But even then, he still had very conservative, yeah, um,
4: views, traditional views yeah, on certain things. And yeah, stuff, and yeah.
0: that's not right, to the point where I remember like I got criticised for having a single breasted suit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's all we wear.
0: Yeah, that's all we wear now. Yeah, but mate. back I, when uh, I
4: first did it... Double-breasted. Oh, du- wow.
0: Everything was double-breasted. Uh. So I come in wearing a single-breasted, it looked like it was... Yeah. I was a rock star. Like yeah. I was like, <laughs> fuck the authority. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was too wild <laughs> to have a single-breasted suit, yeah. let alone the shit that we get up to nowadays. Like, yeah. you know, the old-school traditional style, they would have had a bloody heart attack. Yeah, they so, would have.
4: And I, I remember the hats too. We never will uh, we never wore top hats.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, I can't remember the actual name. They were a smaller, yeah, little hat we used to wear, but only in the vehicles.
0: Yeah, okay. Only
4: when we were driving in the vehicles.
0: Yeah. I remember the old man still had driving jackets. Had oh, yeah. Short.
4: Yeah, yeah, little sort of half, like bomber jacket sort of thing. But, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. short-tailed so yeah. that you could sit in the in yeah. the
0: hearse and drive the hearse and it wouldn't yeah. crinkle the bottom section yeah. of it. Um. I can't remember the battle jackets. Battle jacket. That's it. That's yeah, not bomber yeah. jacket. Battle jacket. Battle yeah.
4: jackets. Yeah, yeah.
0: but it was quite interesting to hear some of those questions. Like yeah. that were just some of the ones that I. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm
4: sure we'll think up some more questions for him. Yeah,
0: you know, so because I
4: know Justin's not going anywhere.
0: No, no. Well, that's the plan. So we're hoping in the next episode or two that. We work out the kinks good enough yeah, to – Yeah, a few more
4: questions that we can ask. And, yeah, but yeah.
0: actually have him on live technically. Like yeah. So we'll oh, have no, him awesome. – We'll actually have him jacked into a phone. So we can actually, yeah, ask, ask live questions. questions. And have a, a live yeah. response. So yeah. we wanted to at least just do that to start with. Yeah. Give give the listeners yeah. something, the is something yeah. to Because, about. This, yeah. Still, still, because uh, yeah, to be it's honest, it's still with, early days, bro. It is early days, and like I, to be honest, I'm fucking winging it myself. Too, yeah. So. And mate, so far, I, I'm
4: thinking it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Cheers,
0: mate. Well, I'll, when I when I edit it later on tonight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll see, see. See what
4: happens. Yeah. But that was really
0: cool, Justin, to send those yeah um, send those responses yeah. through, mate. I really appreciate, it. and that's the plan. The plan is to actually get him on live. Yep. And have a bit of a one-on-one, yeah. or one-on-two conversation. It may with be him. good
4: to get other funeral directors well, in that's, from yeah, that's anywhere the
0: else in the world. I mean, and that's something that we want to reach out as well. Yeah. We do want to reach out to other people around the world. If there is people at other funeral yeah. homes or around the world, even
4: if you've worked in a funeral home overseas somewhere,
0: yeah, something you can just fill in some information. And, you know, on. yeah. yeah. Reach out to the reach out the podcast. We've got, yep. we've got that email address there, deadasspodcast01 or 01 at gmail.com. I'll repeat that again, deadasspodcast01 at gmail.com. Um, the <laughs> so I want to give a big thanks to Justin once oh, again. Oh, fuck him, mate. We'll, yeah, mate. Awesome. Legend. Yeah. Well done, champion. dude. We will um, definitely keep him in and we will yeah. make him a regular on the podcast yeah. as much as he wants to be involved. In, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so if we have, you know, like once we have certain things come up with yep. questions, it'd be great to hear it from a UK point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we will definitely do that. You know, and do they
4: wear all those clothes? Cause it's so fucking
0: cold over there. Oh mate. <laughs> and look, I really want to know what they're, so some questions I want to find out. One, what's the local beer? Yeah. Two, does it rain as much as does it was as on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
4: uh, that's probably the only two I really want to know. Yeah, yeah, summertime. Yeah, i oh, was sweating today, mate. Yeah, top of 24. <laughs> yeah, that's our winter temperature. Hum- humidity here. zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our humidity. Yeah. Okay. Summertime. Uh, top of um, 42. Humidity
0: um, 100%. Humidity
4: 98%. <laughs> 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 and they want us to wear a suit on a funeral. I know. Old Tell old me that. Early.
0: I know. So that well, was, mate, as you know,
4: mate, I my suits only ever last. Probably five months.
0: Oh, like you have a look at them; like they're just—they're just, actually...
4: all just bleached from sweat. Some sweat, yeah. yeah. And the, the poor the old dry cleaner, mate, he can't keep up no, with them.
0: Like we got to the point where we were bringing in dyes and we're washing, yeah, them yeah
4: trying to re-dye them and stuff. And soaking it's just them in it's, dyes yeah, and yeah. because you know, like
0: all credit to um, our local. Um, who I must give a shout out to Mark Buntmans, where they look after us. Oh, with yeah, all our yeah. suits. All all suits, mate. Fucking Mark Buns. awesome, mate, yep. they're brilliant. Yep, legends. Um, they they're great people to work with. I yep. I've quite often gone in there. I've, I've had an emergency wardrobe malfunction. They've yep. hooked me up with a suit. But well, you I'll, split your
4: pants. Yeah, split your yeah, yeah. pants. If your ass is too big.
0: Yeah, well, I've done something with this shirt. <laughs> they hooked me up with the shirt, and I can keep going. They're bloody yeah. legends. But the amount that we use them, like we use yeah. them on a commercial All the great time. Yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like, yeah, so it's hard. You know, suits aren't made for
4: commercial. They're <laughs> not, no. And that's what they keep saying to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, Oh, so. why am I
4: getting five months out of a suit? Well,
0: mate, not, they're not made for that. They're yeah. not made to be wear five days a week, yeah. 12 hours a day. 12 hours a
4: day. Or sometimes <laughs> more. Yeah, that's it. In 40 degree heat.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And sweating them. Yeah. So on that note... Um, that was a bit of a special episode yeah, yeah, today, yeah. I think it was, mate. Um, we'll finish on a, on, a, on a couple of things here. Um, one, let's go into weird death of the week. Okay, Sounds which good. is sponsored by CTC CTC Country or Traffic Cat, P T Y, mate. Well, part of part that's of CTC. That's the, that's the
4: podcast. Yeah, proper true, true yarn, yarn. Yep.
0: and this is a proper true yarn from you. Uh, so, this one's actually quite a good one because I could imagine there'd be a lot of pissheads out there that would actually, if they're going to go out, they go out in their style. Right? Do, do,
4: do you reckon there's pissheads that listen to this podcast?
0: Oh, heaps of them. You reckon? Yeah, I'm one of them. Well, I, I mean, I'm speaking it. That's it, and then I'll listen to it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if people could only see the amount of empties that are surrounded by us now,
0: That's i we'll only be going for an hour or so. That's you, mate. I don't, I don't. Oh, do here we go. Yeah, fucking. I don't do that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. So this is a weird death of the week. Yep. Uh, it is entitled the London Beer Flood.
4: Maybe that – will it will that give us the name well, of the I most popular figured, beer?
0: Well, well no, I don't think it does. So that's <laughs> okay. what, but I thought it was a bit ironic – well, not ironic. It's in honour of doing the UK special okay, day yeah, okay. that we do yeah. a bit of a London – Yeah, London. Yeah, so – and maybe Justin can confirm this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, The London beer flood was an accident. It now we we tried checking out the pronunciation of it. So it's uh, spelt M E U X yep. and Co's. But we I think it's called Mew. Mew. Yeah, Mew. yeah. When, when and the Co's, Google Trends yeah. or whatever it was with the Mew. So I could be wrong, but, but that's what we checked. Yeah. So it's me. Mew and Mew. Co's horseshoe brewery. London, on the 17th of October, 1814, so even this month, it took place when a 22-foot-tall or 6.7-metre wooden vats of fermenting porter burst. The escaping liquid dislodged the valve of another vessel and destroyed several large barrels between 128,000 and 323,000 imperial gallons. Holy shit. So that's the equivalent of 587 uh, 580,000 to 1.47 million liters of beer was released in total. So that the resulting wave of porter destroyed the back wall of the brewery and swept into the area of slum dwellings known as St. Giles Rookery. Eight people were killed. Five of, five of which, um, five of them mourners at the wake being held by an Irish family for a two-year-old boy. The coroner's inquest returned a verdict that the eight had lost their lives casually, accidentally, and by misfortune. The brewery was nearly bankrupt by the event. It avoided collapse after rebate for HM excise on the lost beer. The brewing industry gradually stopped using large wooden vats after the incident. The brewery moved in 1921, and the Dominion Theatre is now where the brewery used to stand. Me and Co went into liquidation in 1961. <laughs> <a> liquidation? <laughs> They're already liquid. <laughs> what a fucking pun to finish off. Went into yeah. liquidation. Liquidation in 1961. So that was the uh, bit of a weird death yeah. deaths. Of the week brought to you by Country Tracker Caps. I wonder AGC. if
4: people were actually, what they heard, were they running there to well, suppo- fill up their points glasses or?
0: Well, shit, would. Well, I mean. I
4: don't know, free beer, mate. Supposedly. Run down the gutters.
0: <laughs> well, supposedly they, they drowned.
4: Yeah, what a way to go.
0: That's what I I'm was saying. Imagine being a pisshead. You'd love yeah. that sort of drowning, wouldn't you? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, I thought that was pretty fucking crazy.
4: Yeah. Oh, if it, mate, if the Milton Brewery. <laughs> The old Forex Brewery Milton. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be standing somewhere down, downhill from that if it yeah. ever goes, yeah. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. You and me both.
0: Buddy, yeah. well, uh, so that's pretty much
4: all we have yeah. for today, mate. Yep. I just wanted to touch
0: base. We, we had that special episode for us with our UK correspondent. Yeah, mate, that episode. was awesome. So that was cool, Holy shit,
4: that was fucking awesome. Wasn't it? Good yeah.
0: to hear. So from from a UK point of view and, you know, like what we said before, you know, if there are other people out there across the world yep. that um, – would we'll like to touch base with us. We can ask you similar questions. Yeah. Um, you can give us some recordings, yeah. um, and we'll be happy to play it um, on the on the morning show edition mm-hmm. of the Dead Ass Podcast. So, um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yep, I mean, unreal. So, once again, I just want to give a massive shout out to everyone from uh, that has been sending us those questions and everything like that involved. We do have a list of questions that I have available, but we yep. wanted to make this episode a special one for yeah the for in the yeah. UK yeah yeah yeah. But we do have a list here. I've had a couple of really good banging questions come through, which um, people who have emailed them through, you know who you are. Um, we will definitely, definitely share those ones, mate.
4: Um, can I get back to the intro, mate? We were giving a shout out to all the staff and whatever, and the you know the the big fight night that's happening. Yeah, mate, yeah sure. Gold Coast, mate. Yeah. So the lingerie fight. Yeah. It is gonna be females, isn't it?
0: Oh, you'll just have to wait and see, mate. Oh fuck.
4: <laughs> all right. That's it one, was just a question I've been waiting to fucking ask all. It's the mystery,
0: episode. it's the mystery of the fight, mate. You'll just okay. have to wait Righto. and see. Yeah. Jesus. Could be, might not be. All it says is lingerie. It didn't okay. say it didn't I know, that's sex. why I'm asking. And how how dare you determine <laughs> how you assume
4: <laughs> i shouldn't have yeah, yeah
0: so i do have some questions that will come through we'll answer the next one i want to give a shout out to terry divine he asked us through for a, a, a question and also i actually had summer send her a uh, question as did well yep. but that was just the two there that i noticed but there are some other ones as well yep. but um yeah so we just want to give a thanks to everyone who has been sending those through can keep bringing them through we much appreciate it uh, stickers. We've still got plenty of stickers left. If you want us to send you some, send us through your uh, yep. uh postal address. We'll get those done. Um once again, thanks for jumping on. That's a, yeah, sorry, mate. And it. also
4: I'm I'm surprised that a, a girl I went to school with an high school with. Yeah. Show me a picture of one of your stickers. So she she messaged the podcast. Yeah. Didn't bother messaging me to send some stickers. Well, that's the smart so, thing yeah, to do. So isn't it? shout out to Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good on you, Kaz.
0: Well, Kaz, you did the right thing and you messaged uh, the podcast, not yeah, Colts. Yeah, not Cole, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just sent it to you. No, I'm
4: on yeah, snap every morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. All right, mate. Well, thanks for that, bro. Yeah. And thanks Cheers, to the man. listeners. We'll keep an eye out for the next episode to come out. Cheers. Cheers, bro.